This is And Another Thing with your hosts, Jody Jenkins and Tony Clement. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing. And Another Thing. Where we pick apart the best in pop culture, politics, and social trends. Uh, Tony, you, you, you've had a busy week. I've had a busy week, absolutely. But this is the highlight, of I course. I feel like you're yelling at me. Is there a reason? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I wanted to let our subscribers know how excited we are to be here. <laughs> we have, like I'm telling you right now, first of all, if you're not subscribing to the show, you're a loser. I'll say that right now. Is that too harsh? Well, it's harsh since they're not listening, but anyway. Well, it's okay, but that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind being like that. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, you're a loser, so come, come on. on. Come on now. That was the two things I wanted to get that's, across. That's, so. And we're going to have exciting merchandise opportunities in the future, too. That's right. And plus, you know, the other thing I like about this is it's our show. We can say whatever we want. We can say whatever we want. But one thing I have realized, and I know that our guest, you're going to introduce our yes, guest. Yes, He knows this as well, but... Since I've brought now, we've been friends for a couple of years, but since we've started the show, the trolls that come out of the woodwork for you oh in my social gosh. media. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, I, I like engaging them; it's funny. But it's but, but it's it's actually that's just the norm for me. But Jody's uh, experiencing this for the first time, oh, perhaps. Yeah. But they're they're just on me like oh yeah five I, seconds I, after. I love just slamming them with zingers too. We, we just, we've had a few good zingers, and I, I mean I know you're, you're. There was the one guy who had literally zero followers, yeah. so he was telling me how to live my life, <laughs> and I said thank you, person with zero followers. Oh man, man, oh man. Okay, introduce our guest. Yes, yes, we he's have in a guest. San Fran or something? Yes, in, in beautiful San Rafael, I believe, is, uh, is a gentleman by the name of Tenzin Kangsar. Tenzin is an entrepreneur, business person, extraordinaire, lives in Vancouver, but uh, travels the world. Uh, and uh, his claim to fame in my life, uh, aside from being a great friend, was that uh, he was of great assistance to me when I was a minister of the crown, and he was my chief of staff. Welcome to And Another Thing podcast, Tenzin Kangsar. Thank you, Tony and Jody. Well, it's great to have you. I should say you're the very first guest we've had on the show. No, you so. don't tell him that. I told him that there is he's on a long oh. line of guests. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you're the first of many to first come of- after the ones we've had. Exactly. Hey, Tony, Tony told me you just had Barack Obama on yesterday, and tomorrow it's it's Hillary Clinton. So no, that's too much. That's too much Democrats for me. I wouldn't, you know, I, I couldn't hack that. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, All right. Well, we do we do it for the merchandise sales. Yes, yes. that's basically <laughs> it. So Tenzin, uh, I wanted to. I mean, there's so many different aspects of of what you're about, and I, I appreciate you taking some time to being on our show. But we we talked um, off air about. Uh, you know, you obviously are, are a person of uh, Tibetan origin. Uh, you're a great Canadian, but uh, that is uh, that is your origin story. And uh, and we were talking a little bit about you know the the faith that goes along with that, obviously. And one of the things that that has struck me, because this is a show about uh, societal trends as well, is how the term mindfulness has come in in business, in politics, right. in life. And that obviously is from the Buddhist tradition. So I, I wanted you to talk a little bit about mindfulness and how it intersects with your, your business and personal life. Sure, Tony. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on this podcast. It, it's pretty exciting for me because I've only discovered podcasts in the last, say, four or five months. And I've just become addicted to podcasts. I, I like podcasts so much. Uh, he, 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 hear, hear this out, Tony and Jody. 
Uh, so uh, at home, my wife is the CEO. She's clearly the boss. I am the servant. And my job is to clean the house, to wash the dishes, to wash the floors and the toilets. And I now look forward to these moments because I, ha- I listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, there so, you go. Uh, you know, that works for you, podcasts right? have been transformative to the cleanliness of my house. They have been transformative for me in my learning because I, I just sadly don't have the time to, to read as much as I want. So uh, just all, really excited about the whole podcast space. So it's, uh, it is yeah, a it's phenomenon. Awesome I could be your, your, your third guest here or your first guest. I'm not sure which second or third, but first. Well, listen, it's great to have um, you on. And you're and you're absolutely right. It is a phenomenon. And and uh, people listen anything that uh, spreads knowledge and spreads opinion and spreads ideas. We got to be in favor of that. Right. Yeah, and, and I think to, to come back to your question about my culture and mindfulness, um, you know, my, my family came to Canada as refugees. And in uh, 1959, my dad and my mom, my late mother, uh, escaped the evils of communism when they walked across the Himalayan mount- mountains, followed His, His Holiness the Dalai Lama, who is a living god to Tibetan people and Tibetan Buddhists, and, and sought refuge left everything behind and sought refuge in a beautiful country called India, who took good care of us. And then in 1971, uh, the, the only Trudeau that I will, that I will ever like a little bit, uh, Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, <laughs> accepted about 50 Tibetan families from refugee camps in India at the request of His Holiness to come to Canada. And my dad and mom and my, my older sister, who was born in India, then were selected. So... Uh, I, my mother came over pregnant with me. My late mom came over pregnant with me. We landed in 71 and 72. I was born. And, um, you know, I think uh, it took me some time to realize it, but I've, I'm very honored and privileged to be born into this great, ancient, wise culture uh, of, of uh, uh, in a culture and, and a leader like the Dalai Lama who are really the masters of inner wealth. Or, or inner technology, right? I'm calling you right now from San Francisco, uh, and we were in San Jose in Silicon Valley yesterday. This is the epicenter of, of outer technology and outer innovation, but everything that goes between our ears, everything in our hearts, really, I think the Tibetan culture and His Holiness the Dalai Lama has so much to offer, and, and I'm really happy to, to really appreciate it more now that I'm 47. I'm a father of two. I've gone through some rough patches, as we all have, but really to come full circle in my life, to fully embrace this great ancient culture and the teachings that it serves and, and put it to practice in, in modern-day contemporary life, right? I, I uh, like toys as much as anyone else. Uh, we all need to pay our mortgages. I want to provide for my children as best as I can and give them the best, everything I never had. So, yeah, I think mindfulness is now, uh, in my view, uh, hitting this uh, precipice of really taking off. Like, I, it's... It's surprising the number of people I talk to who say, hey, I've downloaded Headspace or I've downloaded Calm and it's really interesting or, or my friends who are my age or having some midlife crises or issues or divorces say, Tenzin, I remember you're a Tibetan Buddhist. Can, you, can we meet up for coffee? So I, I, I just think it has so much to offer to everybody. So is it, is it more... It, you're nothing uh, without inner wealth, right? Yeah. I mean, is it, is it more... Are you finding uh, it more in people's... Uh, inner lives, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're, or is it more that they're trying to project it into their, into their business life, or is it a bit of both? I think every human being clearly wants to be happy, right? 
And, and to give you an example, at, at my Tibetan monastery in Vancouver, we have three groups of people. We have the Tibetans. We have, let me call, let me call them the hippies, right? <laughs> or the, uh, the, the West Coast kind of Dharma bums. And then, and surprisingly, I, I, I met a third group of people. These are the incredible wealth, the incredibly wealthy. And, and as I become friends with many of these folks in all three groups, on the wealthy side, it's very clear. They have all the wealth in the world. They have multiple homes, multiple cars. They've traveled all around the world, but, but they still feel spiritually poor, you know? And, and so I think it, it's the quest for all of us to find happiness. And I think we know that true authentic happiness has nothing to do with material, material wealth, the cars, or the size of your bank account. So I, I think it, it's that common denominator we all have as human beings. We just want to be happy. So it's just right? how to, I'm not saying just, but it's really how to manage your life uh, and therefore be a more effective, not only in business, because you're right, that's, that's, uh, that is something that is commercial or that is, that is something that uh, is, is just a mere acquisition of things, but it's also how to be true to yourself and find that higher plane of existence. That's, that's what you're teaching them. It is. I, I, you know, I, I like to tell my friends, in my view, Buddhism is more of a philosophy than religion. I completely respect that people from different faiths have perhaps different interpretations of the truth or, or have different uh, gods that they follow. But in, in, in the Tibetan Buddhist faith, you know, the god is you. Buddha was a human being. And, and the core tenets to, if you follow or respect the Tibetan Buddhist practice, it doesn't matter if you, you give yourself that title of a Buddhist or not, uh, but it, 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 part, part of the core understanding of your path to happiness is one realizing that you're empowered to, to resolve your happiness or your unhappiness. You're in the driver's seat. You're not in the passenger seat of your life. And a key realization there is, very often than not, the first step is realizing that you create your own suffering. And I think once, once you have that breakthrough moment with people, then they feel like, yes, I'm empowered. I'm not just a victim. And then, you know, and then there are many other uh, kind of follow-on discussions and practices you can have within Tibetan Buddhism to follow from that. But, but the first, first core tenet, the, the core truth is you are empowered to resolve your own suffering because you create your own suffering. Right? Tenzin, Jody Jenkins here. I don't know if Tony told you, but he has a co-host on the show and always trying to take over the entire program. But, no, in all seriousness, I wanted to I just... I can help you deal with your insecurities, too, if you want, just by the way. <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up about the Tibetan culture, because I, I love the food. I know that's random, but we have a very strong Tibetan community in my hometown of Belleville, Ontario. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but... Absolutely. You yeah. spend my summers there. Yeah, so I spend I spend a lot of time at a, it, the local restaurant. is called the Himalayan Walk. Um, I have uh, supporters there who have supported me on my political career. Uh, many Tibetan families and love the food. And I just gotta I just gotta ask: Are you pretty handy at making momos? Uh, unfortunately, not. <laughs> I am not, but but. But I, I, I do want to start, uh, I think you guys were talking about merchandise. Uh, I'd like to start a t-shirt that says, free the momos, right? Yes. Yeah. So free the, I know what you're going. I know, 
I know. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just free momos, because I don't want people to think the momos are free, but free the momos, another reason why a Tibet should, should find freedom. Let talk about the Dalai Lama a bit. I know you've met him on several occasions, and you you have advocated for him in Canada and the United States. What what what's he like as a person? What's he like to interact with? Um, he's you know the first thing that comes to mind, Tony, is he talks to talk and he walks to walk. I, I've I've had the honor of hosting him a couple of times to Canada. Uh, he's a very practical man. I, I think. I'm not telling anyone anything new by saying he's highly spiritual. I think that's a given. He's one of the most respected spiritual leaders on the planet. But from a practicality perspective, and seeing him from the time he woke up to the time he went to bed, he is very practical, very results-oriented. He does not have time to waste. He has, he's a man on a mission to elevate consciousness, to have people be more aware of true happiness and you know, I, I, I was quite impressed that, you know, how rigorous his schedule was, how, how much he kept the time. And it, it was frankly, it, it was almost like seeing the prime minister or seeing a minister in action, Tony. He's just very practical, very spiritual. I think, you know, uh, just a great balance of, of practicality and uh, spirituality. It's one of the things that I regret that I was not able to meet him whilst I was a parliamentarian. But I'm told that he has a great sense of humor as well. Uh, he, he really does. I think, I think he's he's. Uh, I believe he's almost eighty-six now, and w when uh, he loves to laugh at anything, and most importantly, he loves to laugh at himself. And I think, I think humor and and laughing is just so uh, so meditative, and so it's such a great healing has such great healing power to any of us. We can have the worst day in the world, but a good joke or a good laugh or a great smile will go a long way to pivot that negative energy uh, towards positive energy. And he's just great at laughing he uh, um, most importantly laughing at himself making others laugh and, and when he laughs he just uh, i think he he, he 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 puts on this he has this aura this this face of a uh, mischievous six-year-old boy kind of like my son it's just so uh, endearing to see him smile and laugh does he uh obviously he's got a lot on his mind uh and uh, obviously the 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 situation in in tibet is always perilous so uh you know, d does he spend a lot of time in diplomacy then, or does he leave that to others? Uh, that, that's a great uh, question, Tony. So um, uh, about six years ago, His Holiness the Dalai Lama uh, completely retired from the political leadership of the Tibetan people. And that is part of his uh, foresight, part, or part of his ability to look forward and say we need to separate, I guess in Canada we would say church and state, right, um, this, uh, against against the wishes of the Tibetan people who, who, who begged him to continue to serve as the, you know, the temporal and spiritual leader of the Tibetan people. But he said, no, he goes, you, you, we, we need to modernize our society. We, we need to have a elected Tibetan political leader. And that person is Dr. Lopsam Sangye, so, uh, who is also a longtime friend of mine, Harvard educated. So he's leading that fight. But it goes without saying that his holiness is, is key and integral to any lasting peaceful solution to the Tibetan issue. So he does advise uh, Dr. Sange, our president. Uh, he does engage and thank political leaders like yourself, Tony, and Prime Minister Stephen Harper, who was an amazing, I'd say the best G7 leader of the Tibetan issue in the last decade. Uh, by far, uh, he does go out of his way to meet and thank these, uh, these types of leaders. But his first and foremost priority now is 
purely spiritual uh, and to kind of to to, uh, um, to to promote universal human values. That that's his top priority. We've seen the the uh, rise of the what is called the authoritarian surveillance state in China, and uh, it means that basically all uh, citizens of China can be watched at all times and can be rewarded or punished uh, accordingly. Uh, so uh, how do uh, how do you judge the future of Tibet in in that kind of situation? Uh, do you do you see any? Any possibility of, of freedom? Do you see any possibility of reconciliation? How, how does it work? Uh, Tony, His Holiness the Dalai Lama has, has told us, as Tibetan and his followers, he always reminds us that nonviolence takes a long time. Right? We have, you know, political conflict and strife all around the world. Unfortunately, many of those have gone violent, but our, our Tibetan struggle has remained nonviolent. And as a Buddhist, we believe in impermanence. And so the totalitarian occupation of Tibet or other uh, occupied peoples ultimately is also impermanent. So the, those, you know, you have to believe in those core beliefs. You know, having said that, these are very tough times. I, I for one, was very optimistic when Xi Jinping came in because I thought no one could be worse than Hu Jintao. Yeah. <laughs> Hu Jintao was a technocrat, not charming like Jiang Zemin, I did not, you know, Jiang Zemin at least cared about, uh, you know, developing good relations and actually smiling on the camera. Uh, but, but Hu Jintao was the polar opposite. So I, so I thought when Xi Jinping came to power, you know, here is reason, real reason to be optimistic. Well, it seems now he's hunkering down and trying to become the totalitarian leader of communist China for at least a decade, if not more. So, you know, are, are those signals good? No. But on the plus side, I, I've had the privilege now of meeting so many Chinese people from China. And, and, and whenever I talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, of course not in a public forum or on a podcast like this, but when I talk to the Chinese people one-on-one, -on -one, they want the same things we do. They want freedom. They want the best for their children. They want clean air. They want clean food. And, and what's very interesting, they're also discovering the beauty of the Tibetan culture in a quote-unquote province in western China. And so I'm optimistic, Tony. I'm optimistic today in that as more and more Chinese genuinely appreciate and benefit from Tibetan culture, that is our path towards cultural freedom in Tibet because we're no longer asking for independence. We're asking for cultural autonomy, cultural freedom in, in Tibet. You know, uh, it brings us back to your first point, Tenzin, in that uh, I, uh, there has been a rise of spirituality in China. Uh, amongst the Han Chinese, the majority Chinese, because, of course, they as they get richer and as they consume more things, there is still an emptiness in their hearts and uh, that uh, they, they start to realize that uh, mere pursuit of consumer goods doesn't bring you happiness. And so some are moving towards uh, Christianity, uh, some are moving towards Buddhism, some are obviously moving towards other other forms of worship. So, uh, but there is that increase in spirituality. So maybe that, uh, maybe the, the, the teachings of, of Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, can be something that can be helpful to Chinese in the future. Absolutely, Tony. Today, China is the biggest Buddhist country in the world. 
there's an estimated 300 million Buddhists in China. And, and even Xi Jinping has gone on to talk about some of the merits of Buddhism and how uh, it could be helpful towards, uh, I believe, what he calls a, uh, a Chinese, a new Chinese style, you know, socialist country. But there's, you know, this is where we find optimism. The, the increasing interest of, of Buddhism, in particular Tibetan Buddhism, and I think ultimately we, we all know as human beings that, you know, true, true success and true happiness you know, requires a balance of both inner and outer wealth. You know, I think that is an ultimate truth. Well said. And are you preaching that in California? <laughs> uh, I, I try not to preach. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't like that word. Uh, I just try to help. I try to serve. I, I, I think there are a lot of people that, that, that need help. Uh, I need a lot of help for myself, that's for sure. My wife reminds me every day. Yep. Um, but, you know, if I have a chance to serve, I'm there. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, we're constantly reminded by His Holiness the Dalai Lama that, you know what, it's really not that complicated. If you want to be happy, help other people. You know, the, Amen. The, if you, see, you that, give compassion that, that, that to fits, other people, you, you benefit from compassion. That, that fits many, many different faiths. So, uh, that sounds exactly like you, Tony. Well, you Always know, helping others. I, I give and I give, Jody. Well, That's Tenzin, what I do. Tenzin, thanks so much for doing this. I pride myself on listening intently and pulling out very important parts of our guests when they come on. And I can tell you if there's one thing I'll walk away from this interview, it's that we need T-shirts that say Free the Momos. So, <laughs> you know, I think that really stuck out. Yeah, I think I think we've finally found our, our <laughs> phrase of the day, the phrase that pays. Tenzin, thanks so much. Thank you. Guys, thank you for doing what you do. Awesome interview. Thanks for setting that up. You kind of took over there. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's... It's your friend. I get it. It's my friend, man. You know. And he's... You know what? He could probably be on longer than that because I checked his bio out. The guy's... Like, you were you were kind of downplaying what he's done. Uh, he's done a lot. He's big time. Politics, business, sports, you name it. So. Yeah, he was a broadcaster at the CBC. I know. I in know. sports. We I didn't know. even get to that. I know. We didn't even get... Yeah, there's so much to talk about. So we'll have to have a part two of Tenzin. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We can't stress that enough. And, and more. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you for you. listening. Yes, so Come we on. appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Tony, have a good day. See you next time.